Hey, hey, everyone. Happy hump day to you all. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Um, I have an interview with my friend Horace, and he we will go into a lot of different subjects on business and marketing uh, and motivation along with it. So uh, get ready. It's going to be an awesome show. going to be an awesome interview. So uh, let's hit it. everyone. Like I said, we have a great show for you today. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce you to uh, my good friend, Horace Reese. He's the one that I interviewed. Uh, Horace is the president of Sync Sumo. Um, he's also a two-time national award-winning entrepreneur, a two-time national best-selling author, a keynote speaker, and an elite marketing consultant. He previously was the co-founder of Changing Lanes International, which helped authors, speakers, and coaches build their brands online. He took changing lanes to a six-figure business in less than a year. He was also previously a growth hacker at VaynerMedia, building Gary Vaynerchuk's personal brand. So as you can tell, he is pretty successful for the ages he's at. Um, and I, I'm really excited to show you guys this interview. It was a lot of fun. So uh, we'll get right to it. All right. I have Horace Reese here with me today. Um, I already told you the intro of him, so we'll get right into what he does. Uh, first, I want to talk to you about uh, your book, or books, I guess. And how many do you have? Three. What are they called? Uh, first one's Millionaire Mindset. Second one was called Kairos. Third one is Life in the Fast Lane. Which one's your favorite? Uh, might be my first, because I built it in like three days. Did you really? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, and I barely passed English class, so I had so many typos, but um, I started going to all these seminars when I was really young, and I realized all these people are like, the, the way they think is so different than everybody else. I was like, geez, I have like a lot of nuggets that I'm just learning from being at all these seminars, where some people can't do that, just because they either live overseas, where you know, a flight for me is a couple hundred bucks, a right. flight for them is like 900, so like <laughs> to go to a conference for them is way different than me. So I was like, I've learned so much, I just want to share it. Right. And I wanted to be a speaker at that time, and like... The barrier to get on stage is you have to have a book. <laughs> so I literally learned how to write a book, and I wrote it in like four days. Which one was that one? The very first one, Millionaire Mindset. The millionaire Mindset, yeah. yeah. Mindset of like all these millionaires I'm around where I just start picking up all such good nuggets, and I just put it in a book. And it's super short. It's like yeah, 30 pages maybe. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's that process like? The of process writing, of writing a book? Yeah. So I actually had a company that we taught people how to become best-selling authors. Mm-hmm. We did it for them too. Um but, I mean, it's 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 a process. I mean, you have to have a story. It definitely has to be, you know, it can't be like my first book where it's just kind of like a brain dump of everything <laughs> um, that I've learned. But, like, it's a process. You have to have a cover. You have to have your ISBN. You have to get your book registered to the Library of Congress. And, like, there's it's a process. But, it, it, you know, if you want to be a speaker, you want your own personal brand, that's kind of like it's the first you step. have to have it. Like, you can't be in that industry without that because everyone has it. Everyone's a bestseller. Even if you have a book, if it's not a bestseller, you're... <laughs> you you don't get on stage. It's just you need credibility. You need leverage, and that's you have to have it. Cool. What did you like most about writing it? Like, what you writing learn, the book? Yeah. What did you learn most? I guess. Um. Like, did you learn about yourself? Yeah. How scrappy I can get? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of entrepreneurs are that way. 
Um, so the real reason I wrote my first book, along with, like, I needed to write a book because I saw I had to to be a speaker, um, I was at a conference called, um, it was Live Out Loud. It was basically a lady, uh, Laurel Langmire, she's from Nebraska. Um, she had an event where you basically are guaranteed to make money out of the three days. She teaches you how to sell, you sell the rest of the room, you're guaranteed to make money. And I'm on, like, day two and a half, and I still haven't made a dime. <laughs> Instead of, like, forcing stuff, I was like, check, hang on a second, I'm learning how to write a book these people want to be speakers why not just sell them something i'm already doing <laughs> so i started selling them i literally couldn't get a no for sale so like it was just good one thing after another and like learning how scrappy i can get and then like i saw value where i'm learning this stuff so now i'm gonna charge people to help them so when you write do you write like, i don't write you don't no, no i don't write when you type <laughs> i don't type either so what do you do when you, when you i, write I play books, my strengths <laughs> So I hire others to do it. Really? Like you I just talk, you and just and talk, and they write. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was actually wondering, like, if you do it all at once, like, oh. if you just sit down all at once, or you just kind of throw ideas and they never just, once they put it together. I've never once typed on my keyboard to write my, any of my books. Nice. Never that's, once. That's cool. Actually, I didn't know that that was mm-hmm. that was a good way. There's to do a thing it. called ghostwriters, yeah. and they'll write for you, and like they won't put their name on it and everything, so it sounds sure. like you. Okay. Um, I mean, I put mine, my ghostwriter's name on the book just because I want them to have credit. Right. Because uh, it's work they did. Right. But no, I just played my strength. Cool. Which is not writing. That's awesome, actually. Um, all right, we'll get into something else then. Um, I was going to ask you about the best tips to get yourself noticed, like if you're just starting out. I know if you're you, like I younger, mean, older. Yeah, I'd say younger, more like our generation. So our generation it depends. You can talk to one of two people in our generation, I think. You can talk to those that either think like they have it all figured out and they're just going to do it, or you have those that are willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as successful millennials uh we have that willingness and eagerness to learn and we have an unquenching desire to like i mean i came over here at your apartment you have a book here by gary yeah <laughs> like you want to learn like you want it you don't do that because someone says nick read this book and forces it down your throat you right. you have that hunger to learn right um so i think that's very big for us um but once we have that hunger and we know that we want it we need to associate ourselves with bigger names to get noticed because something I struggle with, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's hundreds, even thousands of millennials out there yeah. um, that struggle with it, but it's getting noticed because we're so darn young. Right. <laughs> I mean, even my first, you know, one of my first jobs, I was a manager. I don't want stakes. I was 17. Mm-hmm. No one would take me serious. Right. My first business, I was yeah. 14. That's no one true. would take me serious. Yeah. But I had to associate myself with other names. Mm-hmm. So I started doing interviews with podcasts and things like that. Um, just to associate my own name with bigger names out there sure. so then people will take you more seriously. So speaking of Gary, I, want, uh, I know you did an internship with, with him. How, yeah. When was that? Uh, August of 2016, or May of 2016 till August of 2016. Okay, and that was in New York? Yeah. Yeah? City. Yeah? Yeah. How was that? It was incredible. Talk about it. I want to uh, know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the way I got it was just, ridiculous it was in february i went to a conference uh by a guy named ryan dice who if you don't know him like i've heard of ryan yeah he, digital marketer right yeah, yeah he i'm obsessed with everything they do yeah. i mean he he was the first guy that went on stage and wasn't oh make money while you sip on margaritas on the beach <laughs> he's like this is how you nurture someone this is how you get someone to like psychologically trigger them online to purchase t- to make their own lives better this is how you help someone go from here to here like he made it like evident i'm like this is awesome mm-hmm. i can do this all digitally yeah. like killer <laughs> so he got me into it so i went into his uh conference in san diego in february 
And then as soon as I bought my ticket, he upsold me to VIP, which all VIP means is you get a table to take notes on <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of just the chair. So I was like, I need that. It's only worth it. <laughs> so I upgraded the 500 bucks I didn't have um, to sit up front because I just wanted to be front and center. And then little did I know that they would announce Gary Vaynerchuk being a keynote speaker like a couple weeks after I bought my ticket. Wow. I was like, okay, how do I get around this guy? I was like, okay, this guy is famous. Mm-hmm. Gets thousands of emails. Mm-hmm. How the hell do I stick out? A kid from Omaha, Nebraska. Right. I was like, shit. Well, I know he works out at 6 a.m. New York City time. Yeah. So I'm just going to email him before he works out. Maybe maybe I just get that lucky, like, one email. Right. But if I do it consistently for, like, a month, mm-hmm. maybe one day I get that chance. Yeah. Uh, so I kept emailing. I was like, hey, man, I'll see you at Traffic and Conversion is the summit. Um, I'll be front and center. I was like, okay, now I'm front and center, not, but I have to have something of his brand so he recognizes me. Otherwise, I'm just a kid front and center you've never met in front of other 5,000 people. Right. So I was like, okay. Um, oh, he mentioned on his uh, Ask Gary V show that just made a blue Schmarvard shirt because he mm-hmm. says it doesn't matter if you go to Harvard or Schmarvard, entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship. Yep. I was like, I'm front and center in your blue Schmarvard shirt at Traffic and Conversion <laughs> with thousands of other people there. And I was like, okay, cool. So I've been telling Gary for weeks now mm-hmm. that I'm going to be front and center. Yep. Now it's like, Judgment Day, right. and the conference is starting the very next morning. I'm in San Diego. Um, I was sleeping in a terrible, like, hotel. It was moldy and bugs <laughs> everywhere. It was disgusting. Like, I didn't even want to shower there. I literally walked a mile and a half down the street Seriously? just to brush my teeth at the 24-hour fitness and to shower because, like, their shared showers were disgusting. True. But you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I went there, and I'm like, all right, I have to get front and center. So I was like, I can't sleep at night. So I went to the conference at, like, 3 a.m., and they're like, um... The conference has started for another, like, seven hours. I was like, of course it doesn't start. I know that. I'm the AV guy. Why would I be here at 3 a.m.? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so I was there, and I, like, I claimed my spot. So I was acting like I was working on AV. I would, I would never unplug something and put it back in. <laughs> I didn't want to mess up anything. So I just acted like I was doing stuff, but I was literally <laughs> never doing anything. So, like, 7 o'clock came around. I, put, I, like, laid out all of my stuff on one of the chairs and tables just so, I, like, no one could, like, quickly move it. If I just left my backpack, someone could easily just move that, put it on the floor, take the spot. So I laid out, like, my notebook, my pen, like, right. everything. Right. Um, so it's very difficult to move all my stuff instead of just taking the chair next to it. Right. Um, so I did that, and Gary gets on stage, and he goes, I see you, Schmarvard. <laughs> and I'm front and center. I was like, holy shit, I did it. That's awesome. So, yeah. And then um, I was like, okay, he's getting off stage. I need to find a way to talk to him real quick, because, like, at Traffic Version, there's thousands of people and only a couple handful of speakers. So they go yeah. to the green room, and you never really get a chance to talk to them. Right. So, like, he's getting off stage, and I'm front and center. So it's like, I literally just... I just went to shake his hand. I was like, hey, man, I loved it. Um, would love to work with you over the summer. I'll work free or whatever. I'll do what I need. Yeah. He's like, well, I have a two-hour ride up to L.A. Um, send me an email. Like, you have been. I was like, done. Yeah. So I sent him an email. Uh, literally that day, he connected me to Andy, who is his, like, um, right-hand man. Incredibly, incredibly smart guy. <laughs> um, I got to learn a lot from him. But literally, the interview lasted maybe three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he goes, um, if we were interviewing, he goes, yeah, um, you go to, you, you, you're a business major, right? Yeah, what's cool? University of, oh, okay, cool. Like, I completely interrupted it. Um, so, what do you want to work for Gary? I think it'd be fun, and, okay, cool. Interrupts again. I was like, okay, this interview's going great. Uh, most important, do you have a place to crash? And I was like, I'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay, HR's going to reach out to you soon, you're hired. <laughs> Okay, no <laughs> I hang up, and I was like, "That was cool." <laughs> um, and that's how it happened. And then, like, literally, I walked into the office, and literally the first day, first minute, 
Oh, the first day, Hulk Hogan's just hanging out there. That's cool. It's like, what's up, brother? Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be an experience. This is literally the first minute. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be a crazy summer, which That's it awesome. was. What'd you learn? What's the most like? What's the most important thing that you learned while you were there? So I was a sponge, man. It yeah. was it was the same thing as I said earlier. Just that unquenchable desire to learn. Like it's it's a unhealthy obsession at times. Was everyone in that office like that too? Not everyone. Just really? Team Gary. Just and Gary. not even all the other interns. Really? I mean, I had some of the interns not like me as much just because I worked so much. Yeah. Because it made them feel worse, but right. I, it wasn't intentional. No. Even HR was like harsh. I can't have you stay past 5 o'clock here. <laughs> so what I did was, at 5, I would go to happy hour with the other interns mm-hmm. who were on a bunch of different teams. They all had great like positions. Yeah. Um, and then after happy hour, HR would be gone from the office, and I would come back because I had a key card and yeah. keep working. Nice. The team could not get rid of me. That's that's awesome, though. That's that's really cool. Um, yeah, that that I love that Gary story. That's, he's He's pretty cool. <laughs> Same as in person, man. He's uh, yeah. he's an incredible human being. So is the team, man. I wasn't there just for Gary. Yeah. Like, the team, the whole team, D-Rock, Andy, Babin, like, literally everyone on that yeah. whole team is just Tyler, his assistant. Like, I've learned so much from the team. It's incredible. That's awesome. I want to get into your company. Yeah. Talk about your company. What's Sing it, Sumo. What's it called? Sing Sumo. Sing Sumo. S-Y-N-C Sumo, yeah. All right. What do you do? It's a software company. So... So software as a service company, mm-hmm. and what we do right now is connect Facebook to your marketing platform, so your CRM. Mm-hmm. So if you're running a lead ad, which all a lead ad is on Facebook, is when you hit, yes, I'm interested, it auto-populates your information. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Facebook used to do before SingSumo was invented is they would just place that in a really long CSV file. Mm-hmm. You have to upload that and tag and segment. Ugh. Who, want, who has time? Who has time, yeah. <laughs> who has time nowadays? <laughs> so uh, we automated that process. We pushed that lead right in. Uh, we have lead alerts, so you get an email. Uh, as soon as a new lead comes in, mm-hmm. you get an email. Your sales team can get, like, if you have a group email. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, if you have a bigger sales team, we can look at who's available on your team. This is a brand-new integration. It's going to come out in, like, a week or two. So okay. you're hearing, hearing it here first. Sweet. Um, That's but awesome. <laughs> if you are getting a, um, if you get a lead on Facebook and you have a bigger sales team and you have to pick up the phone to close mm-hmm. or whatever, um, we will look at who's available on your team. You know, some are on bathroom break, lunch break, uh, some are on other calls. We'll see who's available and we'll automatically ring uh, your agent's phone to the, the lead's phone, and you'll call them automatically. Interesting. Isn't that awesome? Awesome That's pretty Facebook. sweet. That's super easy. <laughs> and then the other thing we do right now, at least, is we do custom audience syncs. So if you have yeah. segments in your CRM, for example, like male and females, a very, you know, 30,000-foot view one. Right. Um, but if you have that, or like our CRM, we have like newbie Facebook advertiser, medium experience, and like very experienced. So we do okay. different offers for them. Cool. Um, we If you're running an email offer to your list... We find that audience inside of Facebook, so you can match an ad to whatever email you're offering. Because people check email once a month. Sure. Uh, and Facebook, 18 times a day. Instagram, 24 times a day. Right. So you want to be where your audience is. Right. No, so. that's that's exactly that's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> that's super smart. So that's what we're doing. What's the uh, What's the future goal of the company? Future goal is yeah. oh man, I mean I can't tell you guys everything, but like <laughs> we're gonna come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna integrate with. Uh, Snapchat, LinkedIn, yeah. Google, if they ever open the door for us to talk. Just but as many social platforms. As many social platforms. We're going to do physical deliveries cool. automatically. Um, our goal as a company is to put the right ad in front of the right person at the right time, all the time, automatically. Perfect. Yeah. That, that sounds like 
uh, something I want. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> sounds like something any company would want. Actually, exactly. I mean, <laughs> we're doing, and what we're doing that's very special is mobile first. Mm-hmm. A lot of these software companies ignore the fact that you need to be on, you know, just desktop and not mobile. Mm-hmm. And we're mobile first. You can do everything in our system for the most part on your phone because you can do it at the bar. You can do it watching a football game. Whatever you're doing, it fits your life, not your office hours. Right. Right. Where everything's going mobile. Exactly. You have That's to have what, something mobile. Exactly. And it takes a lot of time if you don't build it for mobile right. to redo everything and make it for mobile. So right. we started with the end in mind. Right. So no, we developed mobile first. That's smart. All right. So I know you like to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually, we're going to UFC fights tonight. So. Exactly. Um, but, DC show. Yep. Yep. But um, what, what, what do you fight? So I do Muay Thai, wrestling, and jiu-jitsu. Basically everything MMA is. <laughs> Just different disciplines, because my gym just doesn't offer it all at once. What gym do you go to? Uh, so it's called Axios, is our jiu-jitsu team, right. uh, or Blackfish. <laughs> right. We are the most winningest jiu-jitsu team in all of Nebraska, if not the Midwest. Oh. We have five world champions under our roof. Okay. Uh, we have the number one guy in the world at Nogi at Brown Belt, which is incredible. Uh, we have the number two baddest guy in the world at Black Belt. Nice. Um, at Masters, so, like, our, it's a yeah. tough, tough room, man. I bet. Like, you talk about being knocked down in life for entrepreneurship, try right. getting knocked down by yeah. Blackfish every day. Get knocked down <laughs> physically instead of just... <laughs> <laughs> you another grown man and you can't do anything. It takes a lot of fight to just keep going, man, but it's a good gym. It's a good group of people. I mean, it's a family at yeah. the end of the day. It's camaraderie. I mean, you yep. do sports, too, and you know how it is. Yep. Um, you build a you build a bond with those people, especially sure. choking each other out every day. <laughs> Who, who says friendship isn't choking each other out, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so what's Muay Thai? I, I, Muay Thai never, is... I've never really known exactly what Muay yeah. Thai is. So are you familiar with kickboxing? Yeah. So it's very similar to kickboxing, except you can clinch, which is just like, I can like okay. clinch you, and then I can elbow you, and I can knee you. Okay. So it's a little bit more violent than kickboxing. Um, mm. I don't personally love Muay Thai itself, because I don't... <laughs> if I like... I just like hitting people, and then as soon as they come in and like hug me, and just wait and stall, I'm like, ugh. Right. Okay, I, I just like going. It's it's a blast, man. But yeah, you get to use your elbows, your knees, clinches. It's, That's cool. It's awesome, man. It's a it's a yeah. violent sport. <laughs> I bet. Do you have a fight scheduled or no? Uh, Next well, maybe I might be. There's a couple things on the table. We'll okay. see what like ends up happening. Okay. There's always something. There's always something coming. There's up. always something. As long as I'm injury free, I'll fight every day. <laughs> so why do you fight? Why? Well, I, I think I was just born one, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I woke up one day and I'm like, what are the two hardest things to do in this world? Entrepreneurship and fighting. So I just did both. Because you want to tackle everything. <laughs> <laughs> tackle on the world, man. Tackle on the world. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get a little personal on you. Okay. Let's do it. Do you have a specific personal goal? Personal? Not so, I mean, yes and no. So, I mean... I operate, so Sync Sigma now we have a team of eight people, which is crazy because it's been just me for years. Right. I have my first company at 14. Mm-hmm. So now we have a team, and I really operate on organization and pro- procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use Trello is what it's called. Okay. It's kind of like a project management tool, but right. it's great because I can add deadlines, I can do tickers, and yep. people know what they need to do on the team. Yep. Um, you know, slacking each other is great, but it gets lost with the bigger teams. Yep. So Trello is great, and on each Trello board, I have I talk about my mission and my vision mm-hmm. for either myself, what is Sing Sumo going to bring to myself, and you know what is Sing Sumo going to bring to the world. Gotcha. Um, you know, Sing Sumo to the world is it's going to make advertising a lot better for people. It's going to make it more personalized. We'll bring back like that personality, so it's not just all automated sure. junk that no one wants to read. Right. 
Um, and we're going to help a lot of people that way. But personally, I just want to build something from scratch that's going to be around long after I am. Cool. So if my niece and nephew are hopefully one day kids yeah. want, you know, <laughs> yeah. to work, they, they can have a place where they'll feel comfortable and they can really cool. do something. I like that. All right, another personal question. What do you fear? Nothing. Nothing? Not a thing, man. No? Well, what's going to happen if I fail? Yeah. I mean, what is gonna happen? Nothing. I'll get back up. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> What's the name of this podcast? Exactly. <laughs> nothing can happen, man. I mean, I feel. I mean, I'm still young. I mean, I'm 24. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that, especially us younger entrepreneurs, forget is how young we are. Yeah. Like we never know when our day is, but like tomorrow, if I go, like I'm not gonna be sad. Like I've lived my life to the fullest, and I've tried doing something and bringing something positive to the world. Yeah. And I try to be a good person 24-7. So when someone says harsh, we used to think of a good person mm. uh, that brought value to them somehow, one yeah. way or another. So I fear nothing. Like, I mean, a single fails, cool. I'll find something else. Right. Fighting, if I, I mean, I lost my last fight, so what? Sure. I'll keep going. Yeah. I'm exactly. still in the gym every day. Like, I fear nothing. Like, nothing will happen that will just make me completely stop. I do fear... Um, actually, I do have one fear, just something happening to someone, like a close, close friend of mine or like mm. a family member. Right. Um, those are, that's one thing. But in business and life, nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Amen. That's how everyone wants to live, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why fear? Exactly. <laughs> well, well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. That, that was, that was a lot of fun. Got to know a little bit more about you too that I didn't even know. So yeah. it's good. But hey, I, I appreciate it though. It was, it was a blast. Sweet brother. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right, that interview again was with Horace Reese, and if you couldn't tell, I mean, I, I definitely could just by talking to him, but th- this guy's got that drive, he's got that hunger for success, and if anybody can can have that kind of drive and success, your drive and hunger, you're, you're going to be successful, so uh, I learned a lot from him, I hope a lot of you have learned a few things from, from that interview, uh, I know for a fact that if I want to speak, I need to start writing a book, so that's what I'm going to be doing here pretty soon, Um it's it's just it's a lot of fun to be able to talk to somebody who's who's been through some things you know lived in new york and worked for gary and um you know has his own company and and just kind of goes out of his way to find you know things that he wants to do uh so if if there's anything to learn from that interview it's it's if you have that drive if you have that hunger uh you need to take risks you need to you know jump off your path once in a while and try something new you know do something out of the ordinary you know pretend to be an av guy at a conference to get in there early just just something something weird uh something out of the ordinary cuz the only way to get recognized the only way to really jump into something you want to do is to uh, do something different and got to stand out from the crowd. So um, thank you all for listening. And uh, it's, it's been a pleasure and uh, we'll see you next week.